This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Ryan Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Taylor Stern. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It is Talking Tuesday. Always great to be joined by these guys because we still have lots to talk about. Of course, we just got through our first Sunday, Sons football. <laughs> so we're, we're deep into it, but we're only 29 days away from free agency starting. You guys are about to go to the Combine. There's a lot happening around here. It's all happening. It's, it's not going to be quiet for long, is it? Yeah, and Indy, you know, they had a lot happen last week. Pretty strange. Have you guys, I guess we've seen that before, where coaches kind of say they're going to be somewhere and then they back out. That was weird. It's happened. Bill Parcells did it the year before he took this job. Had, yeah. a, had a lined up job in Tampa Bay, didn't, didn't happen. Um, yeah. But it had some, had some particular interest here with Matt Eberflus and what was going to happen with him. He's still in Indy, though. Would you like that where you accept a job and you think you're going to go work for Mickey Spagnola? You love Mickey. I'm all set. You're yeah. all set. And then Mickey's like, hey, I'm leaving, and you're going to get random person here. But you still get a chance he to run. He probably your- would celebrate. That I'm not working for Mickey? <laughs> no, you would still get to run your own defense. I'd have pumped my fist. But I maybe would. it's somebody who runs Well, a contract's team. a contract. A great point. I don't know how long yeah. it lasts. I mean, Belichick did it when at the Jets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He yeah. was going to be uh, Bill's successor, and then he went to New England. Oh, yeah, the two Bills. And you still need to watch that. It's pretty good. You need to watch yeah. it. I think the thing that's really interesting about you, you talk about what Parcells did, if you look back on that show, Belichick should have had the Giants job. Yeah. The fact that Bill told him after he already had taken the Cleveland job that, oh, I'm going to re- go to broadcasting here for a year and work on my health, uh, that doesn't uh, – that doesn't bode very well. I mean, if you think you'd be working closely with somebody, you're saying, hey, listen, I'm thinking about taking this year off. I'm going to name you the guy. Are you interested in this thing? You know, he didn't do that. Belichick should have been the New York Giants' next head coach, not Ray Hanley. And that's that's very selfish, I believe, on Bill's part. That was the biggest mistake the Giants made. Oh, sure it was. Hanley. Ray Hanley. Ray Hanley. And then Hanley had one decision to make, who was a quarterback, and he chose the wrong one. Yeah. But the, it, it goes. It so just shows you, though. It just shows you, though, with with Parcells, as good as he can be, and and, and you watch that. That I know what, we don't want to totally revisit it, but you watch that. You could see Belichick kind of looking at him like, really, you know, we're sitting here, and you, you know, you they bringing this up, and you're, you know, you don't. I mean, they you have my back. Yeah, there's still a lot. There's still a lot there between those two. I mean, they act like they're, but I, I don't believe it's as well, smoothed over as everybody thinks. You know, that sort of happened here when he left because he didn't make his decision. Well, you said so it with late, yeah. And Mike, Mike Zimmer, Zimmer was here, yeah. And he needed a job because his contract was up. He didn't know if Pel, uh, if Parcells would stay, if a new coach would keep him, and he went to Atlanta. Well, I think going back to the same thing, what you're talking about, if they need a job, Matt Eberflus, I assume, was wanting the D.C. job here. Of course, Marinelli is still here. And I don't know if there were discussions about, hey, it's going to be one more year, two more years, or what it is. And then I don't think anybody could – I don't think anybody, you know, the Joneses would know, Marinelli would know, but I don't think – or Garrett would know. I don't think you can really – you know, that they really could put a timetable on that. I don't think that, you know, that – 
we go back to last year and the the fact that he had a chance to sign an extension and he didn't, I think that's really where the damage was done, if you want to say damage. I think Matt wants to run his own defense. I, I felt like though that, you know, they said, Hey, we're you know, we're not gonna let you, you know, interview for the San Francisco job and once that happened then Matt's decision mm -hmm. for him was pretty easy. You know, okay, well then I'll just move on. I'll take my chances. I'll bet on myself did somebody want to hire me uh, away from this place? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think they viewed him as a a young star in the league, coaching-wise. But, you know, I think he took an opportunity that was good for him. The Colts are standing by him and, and keeping his his new role as D.C. And I think they, the Cowboys brought in a guy, Chris Richard, that they're pretty excited about. I think yeah. the success no, that's, he's had in that's Seattle. A, absolutely. Um, you, know, with, you know, he's had some players in Seattle. Uh, we think about the Legion of Boom and all that, but I think, and to Brian's point, he's been saying this for a while. He could bring in some fresh ideas for the secondary. Absolutely. Would yeah. you like? Would you like being Matt Patricia in this scenario? Like, hey, you can go, you can go be a head coach, but we're gonna keep this guy. He's our favorite, Josh McDaniels. You can't get out of our grasp. I'm well, obviously kidding here. Yeah, that did not happen. But I, I would, I would like to know how much jurisdiction Patricia had with that defense with Belichick there. I mean. Did he really run it himself, or was he the caretaker? And those things you just don't know. It looks like he yeah. is calling the plays, but they both got headsets on, right? Yeah. I always wondered about that because the same thing happened with – Wade Phillips here? No. in, in Brian Stewart? With New England. Oh. Uh, uh, the defensive line coach. Oh, Romeo Cornell. Romeo Cornell. Yeah. You know, and then he got his job to be D.C. and it didn't work out all that well. Or head coach? Was it head? No. He moved on to the head coach at Cleveland. That's right. Yeah. And it didn't work out so well. No. Has it worked out well for anyone? So Not anybody in Cleveland. You just never know uh, how much, you know, uh, when the guy has, like, like, well, look what Patricia did in Detroit. Right. He hired Paul Pasqualoni as defensive coordinator. Right. Well, he's going to be the defensive coordinator in name only. Patricia's going to do that. And I think head coaches, the reason you got the job was because you were a good defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. So I think initially you ought to just keep doing what you're good at. Mike Zimmer at Minnesota. Right? Yeah. Mike, yeah. Mike still calls the defenses in Minnesota. I mean, I thought that was Wade Will Wade Wilson. Wade Phillips' downfall here. Yeah. Should have kept being the defensive coordinator. He he I mentioned the name Brian Stewart. Yeah. And he hired Brian Stewart. Patricia hired yeah, him, yeah. right? Brian Stewart started out as a defensive coordinator, then Wade kind of said, Okay, I've got to do this again. Right. <laughs> I've got to step in. Sorry, but, Brian. But that Stewart. goes back to the whole walk around coach thing. Is it better to to not have all those responsibilities that you're trying to juggle? Jason Garrett handed over play calling duties to Scott Linehan after a while because it was just, you know, let's focus on the whole football team. It, it's a it's a tough balancing act. Doug Peterson's doing it pretty well in Philly. Yep. Yeah. We'll see how long he does it. Yeah. He's we'll done see. it for two years. He just lost his OC though. Yeah, Frank Wright's That's pretty true good. Because now and who would have thought this? Eberflus now united with the OC from the Eagles. They know each other well, obviously yeah. watching so much tape on each other's that could offense. be an advantage. That could be a really good advantage for him. The fact that he's got somebody that has some familiarity with him through, uh, you know, respect. You know, I believe the, you know, every time I've ever talked to anybody at the Eagles, they respect the Cowboys coaches. I mean, yeah. I, they, I've never heard anybody, oh, that guy's a clown or anything like that. I've never heard that. But no, I, I think that it, it, it bodes well for Matt. If he could go to a place where somebody has an idea of his work, that, that always helps. Absolutely. And Indy, you guys will probably see him there. So we look forward to that. Yeah. And of course, we know that Steven and Jerry will definitely talk when they're, but 
What were you going to say? No, I was going to say it kind of now an interesting dynamic in free agency with Matt Eberflus being in Indianapolis. Do you lose Anthony Hitchens? That's a great point. That, I mean, that that's where now you've got a defensive coordinator going away and was somebody that What's you were cap like it's it's they've, solid. They've got space. Yeah. From what I've read. Yeah. So and, this, and, and he loves Hitchens. I mean, you know, yeah, that's his guy. So guys, he's he's Hitchens brought up through the system. Love yeah. to be there playing a lot and doing. He'd like to things. be making a lot of money. That would be yeah, playing a lot's okay, but yeah, making a make lot, a lot of, money of money too. Is more and, and, yeah. the passion of the game. Well, and then Anthony's sorry, Anthony's a Midwestern guy. I mean, yeah. he school at Iowa there, so he understands. And you know, Matt, who who better than to uh, to convey your message in the locker room than somebody you know and trust? That he could walk up, he could come into the room and say, or to to Matt and say, "Hey, listen, man, these, these guys aren't getting it. You need to think about this." Now the Cowboys want to keep him too. There's no doubt yeah. about it. But logic states, like Brian said, I mean that there's competition for you. There, the, How many times have you guys seen that where a coach goes to a new team and then they kind of pick up some? Well, Belichick did it. He took a, if you go watch the two Bills, he <laughs> took all those linebacker Pepper Johnson. Ourselves did. Yeah, it when that, he got yeah. here. When right? he got here, right? Yeah. They, they, oh, and I mean, I look at Marinelli. He's brought guys that he knew about. Yeah. On other teams, so. Exactly. Chicago and Tampa, both. Pretty yeah. common. Well, last week, congratulations to John Stephen Jones, who signed with Arkansas. And while he yeah. was there, of course, his whole family showed up for the event. Stephen Jones talked. And, Rob, you wrote an article that I thought we could kind of spend a few first minutes on the next three months being critical in the Cowboys building a team to catch the Eagles. Because I don't know, where did Jerry say that pillow screaming quote? I didn't. I read I it. I never but... saw or heard it anywhere. Did you so, see that? What was the quote? It was like, you hear that mumbling? It's me screaming in my pillow mad about the Eagles winning a Super Bowl. I, I'm paraphrasing this. Somebody I, probably caught up with him during Super Bowl week I didn't in see Minneapolis. Uh, but Stephen yeah, was asked. Go ahead. No, I was going to say he said it after the game. Oh, he did? But didn't he? Or did yeah, he say I, it about Philadelphia just being It was there? reaction to him winning. Let's see where it says. I'm sorry, they say pro football talk. Because normally yeah, Mickey's they. Mickey's fave. Hmm, normally <laughs> don't. Mickey's fave. No, pro football talk's okay. It's pro football. Focus. Focus. Uh, oh, normally they don't stay. for Christmas. <laughs> normally they don't stay for the game. They leave like on Saturday to come back. I thought they stayed for the game. Yeah, normally they haven't. They've well, all right. for a while. But anyway, not when it's the Cowboys. He was, I don't, I don't think anybody sure. in the organization loves that Philly's the champion right now. I think uh, it's competition in your division. They've got to find a way to catch those guys. Go ahead, Dave. Clarence Hill. Clarence Hill caught up with him. He beat Mickey to the scoop. <laughs> he said, the muffled voice you've been hearing is me screaming in my pillow over not being here and seeing Philadelphia. So that must have been prior to then. Yeah, that's a hell of a quote right there. And I'm, that sums up, I mean, that's a division rival now that you look at them and say they're getting their quarterback back healthy. They've got a lot of their pieces coming back. It's going to be a challenge, but Stephen Jones did say, Tay, and I'm quoting him here, he said, Will McClay, our coaching staff, Jerry and I really got to roll up our sleeves and improve our football team. And if we do that, we think we've got a great opportunity to compete for a Super Bowl championship, end quote. So he did speak to those next three months. And what he was talking about was what we've got coming up, combine, free agency, draft. How are they going to address some of the spots they need to fix? And I, I don't think they look at it and say we're really far away. I think they had some key injuries that they had to do a better job of, of covering for. And that can be coaching. Um, that can add. That can be personnel adding better depth at certain spots. Uh, but I don't think they look at this and say we're we're miles beyond Philly. That quote sounds like it was said at a social event. No, and Jerry. 
Jerry's quote? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, love I love when he gives Jerry's social Vince that. is always good. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I like it regardless. No. I mean, that's pretty honest, right? Yeah, but he's, I'm sure he was trying to be funny. You know, we'll focus on Steven's quote because I think that's the important one. That's the one that says, okay, what are you going to do to make your football team better? This is the opportunity that you have, whether it's, you know, like he's talking about the draft, free agency. They made a bold decision last year and really to let go of all those defensive backs. Absolutely. Feels like it worked out pretty well. Now, how do you how do you replicate what you did there? You you did it through the draft, but you know, now you have to figure out ways, okay, let's figure out what we need to do free agency. Again, is it the bottom fishing type of, of an attack? If you're going to do the bottom fishing attack, you got to be better at it. And they haven't been better at it the last couple of years. You know, if you're going to – now they've also – they've missed on – you know, I, I think that Cedric Thornton was a was a big money free agent guy. For, for them it was. For their philosophy. Yeah, yeah. And, and that didn't work out very well. So, you know, the pro personnel guys have got to figure out, okay, if we're going to – you got to keep pitching. You can't – you know, but you the can't. The three guys you got did not. Pay no, out. absolutely, Tay. But and, when and you that, bottom fish, yeah. But when you, you bottom, get bottom fish, but but there's some teams. But if you look at what Philadelphia what did, Philly with, did with Jeff with Je- Alshon Jeffrey, one year deal initially. You know, they they, they but they, they paid for him. No, no, they ended not, up extending him. But they, it was it, a one year deal when they signed one, him. No, it was a one year deal. Chris but, but, Long was a short deal. Yeah, you know? I'm just saying it, they they gave yeah. money to Cedric Thornton. And, yeah, and 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 it mean long term money. And I think that's where, if you're the Cowboys, okay, what direction do you go? If I'm Will McClay, I'm now leaning on my my pro personnel guys and saying, all right, listen, here, guys, let's talk about this. Let's figure out where we are when, in re- regard to these players. You know, where do they fit? Are we going to, a year from now, being saying, okay, why do we do this? I, I think this is an important time. I think the college scouts, I think, did a nice job last year with their guys. I think with the guys they went out and got, you know, need to have another one like that, need to add more pieces there. So, but the pro guys, you know, again, roll up your sleeves and figure this thing out. Because if you're going to bottom fish or play in this tip, uh, dip, dip your toe in the pool, you better find some guys that can match with what Philly's doing. If it has to be with trades, you know they've 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 had some successful, you know su- successful trades. I think David Irving is a successful trade if people look at his ability. Mm-hmm. Now maybe not Bryce Butler so much. That wasn't a successful trade if you look at you know look at the end result of that. They trade for Irving or no. they just sign him off the practice signed squad. Him I thought he was a trade. They signed him off Kansas. But you know, but squad. either way, Ochi. yeah. Was it a practice squad one? I think yeah. So Kansas yeah. City, but but to your point, you know, McClay and 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 the pro personnel department have found guys through free agency in some of that bottom fishing stuff before. I think it's these last couple of years there have been some some things that just didn't work out, and uh, and like we said, Philly's had some more success that way. I, I there are certain spots on this team though where people want them to spend money, and and I don't think. The secondary, for example, is one where you go out and you spend try to spend a bunch of money. You have young players that you want to grow. So if you're going to spend money, you got to figure out spots where you got to replace guys or we absolutely need an upgrade there. I don't think the secondary is one of them. So where are you going to spend your money? If you're going to go bottom fish or if you're going to go look for a free agent? What they're going to do first is they're going to look to re-sign Demarcus Lawrence 
or franchise him, one of the two. Right. They're going to re-sign Zach Martin. I yeah. think everybody's pretty confident that will eventually get done. That should open up some space. They're going to take care of their own first. They always do. And then, then it's probably that next wave of free agency. I don't see it changing from what it's been. I really don't. So if you were going to go into free agency, though, what position are you looking at? Ooh, that's a great question to hold until after we come back from break. And before we go to break, <clears throat> we do want to send our condolences to the Garrett family on um, the passing of Jim Garrett. All our thoughts and prayers with them. Uh, you know, he's a great longtime scout here. Obviously, his most famous work being Troy Aikman's scouting report. And, and Brian, you guys got a chance to work with him. Yeah. So. Just want to send our condolences to his family right now going through a difficult time. Yeah, Jim, absolutely. Jim's outstanding. Uh, you know, I enjoyed working with him the six years I was here. Uh, very passionate about what he brought every every time. You know, you could see where Jason gets a lot of his focus and drive and things like that. Jim was the same way. Really, really enjoyed working with him. Absolutely. And if you want to learn more about him, tune into our Deep Blue, which is currently on the homepage of DallasCowboys.com. It's the Jim Garrett story. Very fascinating. Lots of insight there. And uh, when we come back, Mickey, your question, it will be answered. All right, we'll find out. So that's next. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is Talkin' Cowboys. Nestle Up and Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're feature-packed, and they feel amazing, and if you disagree... They're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or their free guarantees. Plus, shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Thank you so much. Well, guys, the cliffhanger we've been waiting for. Mick, your question, please. If you were going to spend money in free agency, what position do you think they need to fortify through free agency? 
tell me what happens with Anthony Hitchens. Okay. Des Bryant. Are those guys going anywhere? Because if they are, then you've got to look at replacing them. Scandrick. Scandrick's another one. Although I feel He's in again South Africa I, right now, just everyone should oh, know that. Is he? Yeah. Vacationing? Good. He didn't invite Mickey this year. Oh. Well, we're besties now. He got his jersey. Yeah. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go back though. <laughs> no, I so, to Brian what Brian was saying, I, I think secondary wise, I feel better about the young group. I mean, maybe you, you bring in another low cost guy or something, but I think your low cost guy has been wickery. Okay. Ooh, you know, you keep with him. Well, you, you've already got him. I don't contract? know if – yeah, I mean, it, it, he is under contract. I don't know the situation. Yeah, ben Wickery they gave a draft pick for. There you go. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'll get one of these right one of these days. Yeah. Sorry about that, folks. No. But, uh, you know, I, I think that you make a good point about the linebackers because just what I'm finding out in the draft is the depth of the linebacking position is not great. So – if you were, you know, if you if you had money, you would, you would surely make a run at signing your own with Anthony Hitchens. But the fact that you don't have any money, well, maybe you can create some money. But uh, I, I feel like though that if you're going to go that way, maybe then you try and find a guy more of a backup guy. Because if you're comfortable with uh, Jalen Smith playing as the Mike linebacker, and then now you got to figure out, okay, Damian Wilson. We wrote about him yesterday. In our evaluations. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that you have to kind of think about depth. That's really where the biggest thing is. Can you get a guy? And, and have they had some success? I remember Jasper Brinkley was a guy they signed that didn't really work out. You know, have they signed some linebackers before? They've tried to draft linebackers before. It really hasn't worked out, you know, with the backup variety in mind. I don't think Duran will be back. For sure, he won't be they, back. They released him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, that, that, I mean, that, they released him. That that was two years ago. In, in my, I mean, that was a two years ago. They they tried to capture <clears throat> capture that same type of magic with him, and it just didn't work out at the end. He they, was like a healthy scratch at the end. They really want to keep Hitchens. I think they recognize the importance of having depth at that spot, just because yeah. they've seen injuries. They've seen Sean get hurt. Obviously, Jalen's been trying to get healthier and healthier. It just depends on, you know, what the money value might end up being. What would your answer be to that, Mick? I, it would be Anthony Hitchens if I could afford it. I want what I know. I don't want to bring in somebody else's trash. Can we put out a number? I want to know what we're looking at with Anthony Hitchens. I mean, is there any estimate? What's the market for a linebacker like him? As a starting linebacker, that's that's a really good. That's question. a good question. That's because I I, I I always I always fear I fear the cap. I'm a I'm a I avoid the cap is what I do. Well, and I'm just know, about trying to go find that. me guys and somebody else figure out how to pay the guy. Is because last year when they did let all those DBs go, you knew a, a good estimate for Claiborne and you knew a good price for Barry Church, even though you'd seen him stay before, and then you know I think. Maybe some people were surprised with Terrence Williams taking less money than what was anticipated. I mean, he just wasn't offered. All right, let me ask yeah, you this. Yeah, but that's he wasn't offered anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I, and if you not. look at Barry Church, Jacksonville had just like all kind of money to throw at whatever. They needed to spend. Otherwise, they were going to be below the minimum of what you're supposed to spend in a salary cap. So you never know when you run into a team that sets the market value exponentially higher than what you think it should be. Mm -hmm. And then in that case, it's like, okay, here we go. Have a good career. Yeah. What were you going to say? I'm looking at linebackers contracts and I'm kind of looking on the low end of him, like Danny Trevathan, who was with the bears. 
and his average was seven million a year. It's pretty good. Kevin Minter, who was with the Bing, Paul Pozleski. Yeah, Pos- I would say Penn State. Yeah, uh, he's with Jacksonville. He's a five million dollar year player. I wonder what the does it have like signing bonus guaranteed money in there? Guaranteed for uh, uh, one point one point three for Pozleski. Pusnuski. I always say his name wrong. I can't always get that right. But Trevathan was three three. Five million dollars. What about Jacksonville linebacker, the outside guy from Florida State? Is he still on his first contract? I did the inside linebackers, is what oh, I did. Oh, you did. Look yeah, inside. I just looked okay. at the inside linebackers. Like Luke Keekley's the highest paid one. He's over. He's twelve three a year. So, and then Bobby Wagner's ten seven. Alex Ogletree from the Rams. He's ten five. Mark Barron from the Rams is nine million a year. So they're paying a lot, but he was a first round. He was, but but he yes. Is that his second contract? Uh, say? No, this is uh, he's uh, unrestricted in t- uh, 2021, so he must have resigned a contract. He resigned, okay. Yeah. So if you give some Brian Cushing, a, remember Brian Cushing yeah. for the, with the Texans? He's eight seven. Is he going to be released? I'm not. Can he sure. play at the end of the year? So so you can count on him getting something that's going to average five or six million a year. That's kind of what I'm thinking about right now. Give him a four or five year deal. It's something in the twenties, thirty range, yeah, like yeah. that. And you're going to have to give him, you know. And there's ways of reducing the big total by giving him more of a guarantee. So you can say, okay, I'll I'll guarantee this much, but the total's not going to be as much as everybody else's. See, uh, if you think about, okay, the guarantee percentage, like I did Ogletree, you know, at, at uh, ten million, that's forty five percent. Barron is at thirty three percent. Cushing's is at eight seven. His is forty percent. So I mean, you're looking at somewhere you're going to have to guarantee at least half his contract to get him here, or maybe to get him to resign. Yeah. So that's pretty significant. And you don't have a lot of money nah. available once you do the two things that Rob right talked about. Right. I have a question. I hate to ask this, but it it comes up. It definitely comes up when you're thinking about giving him some more years. Is he too injury prone? Is that even a, a Who's that? Hitchens. Hitchens. Too injury prone? You know, is he just Or injury history concern. Does his injury history concern you? How about this one? That was his first injury, wasn't it? Well, he's, well, he's, been, he's been banged up throughout his career. Yeah, like ankle, ankle. And yeah, he's, he's had his knee. He had the toe that took him out pretty much. Think about this, Tay. This, that's a good question. Okay, if you had to sign someone long-term. Boy, I love, I, I love I'm just going to take you a different direction. Please do. If, if you go long-term with what you know with the back. Of the of Lawrence, or what the injury history of what you know with Hitchens, which one brings you more pause? If you had to sign somebody, Hitchens, on. as far as because Demarcus Lawrence got that back taken care of, he says he's been best shape of his life. Yeah, I mean, no, I, last year. Knock he was, on wood. Knock on wood. We didn't see him miss a game with that. Yeah, he, went, he played the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not a real game, but you know. Yeah, he's had two surgeries, um, and he yeah he did have the full season. Hitchens has been more like you said, just playing through random st- things. Yeah, just playing through stuff. And I think there's probably pause, Brian, to any free agent linebacker because it's such a punishing position. I mean, all those guys are going to get beat up at some point. Um, but I, he is mid twenties, so I think you know he's still got some good years left. Yeah, it's it's hard to even say that, and that's why I was very hesitant to even ask that because yes, his injury history is it's kind of random. It's the ankle and obviously the knee that happened in preseason, but and then he plays through a lot of exactly, things. Exactly, because I was going to say then you look at someone he, yeah. like Jalen Smith, where a lot of people have been like, yeah, his injury history is terrifying. Yeah, he yeah. played all sixteen. Yeah. yeah. 
The thing about Hitch is he's not the biggest middle linebacker in the world. You know, he's about 235. Hitchens 40. played 16 games, 16 games, 16 games, and 12 games. No, no, we were, yeah, his rookie year, he was, he, he got banged up. He's but always he played. played. No, no, he's always played. He's always played. Oh, that, that's but true. Does that run out? Mickey just rushed. I'm just trying to say. Tay's just talking about, you know, a big financial commitment to somebody. You've always got to put stuff into account. I would I would have a big financial commitment to Sean Lee. That's true. You did. If you're going to play with a scared stick, then you're going to have trouble signing anybody. Well, then you just answer my question. They're not worried about that. Then again, you never want to sign anybody. Yeah. Well, I don't want to sign other people's junk. Yeah. It's junk. How about for Lawrence, though? Are you willing to pay him more than $85 million total value of his contract? Okay, here's the here's what I always go back to, though. If you don't bring him back, I mean, you're going to franchise him if nothing Sure. Else. All right. But, but, but now all of a sudden, I mean, he's the closest thing to a war daddy, to quote Jerry, his term. I, I'm, asking, I'm asking my colleague because he wants not to sign someone else's junk, but I'm, I'm a, asking I'm him a, about his own. Is I, he willing I, to pay more than $85 million? I don't know that I'm willing to pay him. Eighty-five million dollars. That's where because it's start. I I can understand why, and I, I I understand what happened with Olivier Verne. Jason Pierre-Paul's up there too. But but Calais everybody Campbell. everybody points out that Vernon came off a seven and a half sack season. But if you look at his stats prior to that, mm-hmm. he had a bunch of double-digit oh, sure seasons. Sure he did. Which that's why he got eighty-five million dollars. Which Lawrence didn't have. Right. Correct. All right. I don't know how much that factors into the decision of the big number uh, overall. But you pay him seventy million. That's going to be that's going to be Calais Campbell Five right years. now. Calais Campbell right now is at sixty million. His that's fifty uh, percent of his of his total guarantee is thirty million dollars. Average guarantee a year is seven and a half. Average year is fifteen. I'd get I'd I'd pay him average of seven and a half. Yeah, I would do that. I wonder if he would want to do that. What do you mean? Take a little less, you know, than maybe what he's looking for. I don't know what he's looking for. I, as, think, as a, I, think, as, I think they're starting with Calais Campbell. What, that, what, what was Campbell's? 60 million. And again, it's, it's 30 it million of Jackson, And it was Jacksonville. I'm just saying, though. Raise the pen. I understand. It's a free agent defensive end. So five, was his five years? Uh, he's through 2021, yes. So five years, 60 million? Yep. Average of it's fifty percent. You're gonna to have to guarantee him thirty million dollars. That's a lot. Five years, sixty million. So that's twelve million a year. Fifteen. That's the going rate for a 12. Pro Bowl pass rusher. Fifteen would be seventy-five million. Well, it's a, so it must not have been five years. It must have been just four, because he's through twenty twenty-one. So it becomes a, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, five yeah, years. Yeah. Averages, average per year is $15 million. It's total value of the contract, $60 million. $30 million guaranteed. Average guarantee a year is seven and a half. Let's just throw that number out there. You're going to give average our, guarantee. Yeah. Not the average. No, he's a, well, he's a me, $15 million a year player. Yeah, well, if he's this. $15 million over five, and my math tells me that's $75 million, not do, 60 Do the Cowboys really want to slot him? At $17 million next year? Or would you rather get something done that's palatable for both sides and reduce that cap hit? Because that's a lot of money for one player, especially when we're talking about trying to do some extra things with this roster. Would you have thought that four years ago from Des Bryant? What's that? 
That type of contract did he sign? What did he get? Five for seventy or something? The right Mickey? That sounds yes. That yeah. sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Kentles. Yeah. That's correct. Well, again, he was I at mean, the time he's he was considered top, certainly top ten receiver in the NFL, and and I mentioned him earlier. Like I'm I'm operating under the seventy million that he's right com- that he's coming back, but. You know, there's speculation about could he return, could he not return. If he doesn't, then all of a sudden you're going fishing in free agency for a receiver, in my opinion, because I don't think you're going to draft a guy. There's talented receivers out there, but who are you going to draft that's going to step in and be your number one guy? You know, I think you'd have to go out and find a replacement veteran, and I just don't know if they uh, they want to do that, you know? What scares you create, about? Create another big need for yourself. So what scares you about <clears throat> giving Demarcus Lawrence that kind of money? What scares you? Yeah. I think maybe the one year. Inconsistency? No, I don't know if it's inconsistency. I think it's just one year. You know, maybe maybe, maybe injury has robbed him some opportunity to be the type of player we saw last year. It certainly has. The back, you know. the well, he had the one year with eight sacks, right? Yeah, right. Eight, eight sacks two years ago. But I'm talking about that if, was, if you're paying. If you're at paying, the end, he had back problems that needed yeah. to be be repaired. He had surgery on his back. Shoulder? Two straight Januaries. Yeah, he's he's been through some stuff, no doubt about it. But, but again, it's like, this is the best pass rusher you've had in probably since DeMarcus Ware. And his first year got shortened because of the uh, uh, fractured fifth metatarsal. Right. You, you got to keep the first nine games. And then he missed last year a lot with suspension. I know what you're saying, Brian. It's a lot of money, but I mean, you no, got, I'm you, okay. You if you got a guy like that, no, no, I'm okay with it. I'm just trying to say, you know, you look, I like to say, I'm looking at Des Bryant's contract right now, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, several years ago, you made that kind of commitment. Are you worried about making commitments to these guys that at the end of the day, we're talking about three years from now? Well, why are we on, why are we on that commitment? Are you? Are you? And, you're, and it goes to you your shorts. St- do you think the Giants are happy with Vernon's production? I don't think so. Me neither. I don't think so. And I think that's that's what that's what scares. See, Mickey, you brought up Olivier Vernon had has had. He had like an eleven sack. Yeah, season, he's had back to back seasons. But you're right. If you don't draft, or you don't draft, you don't sign those guys. I mean, the draft is not going to afford you a guy like that. No, it's not. It's not. It's. I mean, I'm just. I'm just talking about what I'm seeing so far. Unless you're going to go up and get Nick Chubb from, or the not Nick Chubb, but you get Chubb uh, from the guy from yeah from North Georgia. Carolina State. Oh, for yeah. He's a defensive end. There's Chubb that's a running back, and there's Chubb that's a defensive end. Great last name. And this, yeah, it is. And this is why the philosophy is. As long as you're not overweight. This is why the philosophy is is sound. That's funny, Mick. That's Thank you. Good dad joke. That's why they, they prefer to sign their own guys to these big money deals because at least they feel like they have a bank of knowledge on that player that other people don't have instead of going out and, and spending 80 million bucks on a guy that, hey, they've watched him on tape. They don't really know him that well. So that's, I mean, does it always work? No, but that's why they go with that philosophy. Ask, gonna well, here's what's going to happen with them. They're going to franchise him and, and because I think his agent – Cantor, I think his name is, um, probably wants to find out, get a better feel for what the market value. Oh is. sure. And so you would have an opportunity in free agency to to check that out to see what's he worth. What what should I hold out for on a long term deal? Otherwise, it's like okay, one year, seventeen point four million. I we'll think take it. I think they're gonna. I, I do think they're looking at Calais Campbell's deal. 
I just do. I think that's kind of where, okay, well, they both were kind of back and forth this year on on sacks, you know? Yeah. Okay, what, what did he get? Cowboys franchise Anthony Spencer two years in a row, I think, for at the time for like 12 million bucks. Boy, he signed that thing like the next day, both years. He just, like, you know what? Yeah. This is good. Just give which, me some free cash right see, away. Of the Cowboys, which extension has been the best? Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith, Des Bryant, Travis Frederick, Sean Lee, Tyron Crawford, Jason Witten, Orlando Scandrick, Cole Beasley. Jason Witten. Which, one, which one's been the best? Jason Witten, Travis Frederick. Bailey? No, that's right. Dan Bailey's in there. Thank you, Kent. I would say Tyron Smith just because there's a lot of years that he's – he signed a 10-year deal a few years ago. There's been a lot of Pro Bowl years there. Frederick's been really solid, but it's only been a couple years. Sean Lee's pretty good. Yeah. Sean Lee, yeah. Big fan of him. So what you're saying, though, is what I'm – I guess what I'm saying to you guys is the extension for your own hasn't been bad for this team. Right. And that's the yeah, that's the philosophy. Yeah. We we know these guys better than we would somebody on the market that okay, yeah, he's good, but do we really know about him? But and most of the time I think that's sound logic, you know. I mean you mentioned Dez and now we're talking about his future here, but it's not always the you case. You imagine if the Cowboys had extended Morris Claiborne and paid that kind of money mm. oh. and what they were well, they wouldn't have. I mean, I know that, but you if know, if he had had a really solid if he had year, had that solid yeah, year and yeah. See, that's that's the thing about it. You know, you you look at this thing, and you know, you're just, you're just, you're kind of a signing your own because if I've said this before, if Lawrence hits, Hitchens hits, and David Irvin hits on the market, somebody signs all those guys are getting signed. I mean, those guys are getting money. Well, so so signing Irvin. your own. Signing them is like a good like a good year in free agency. Yeah, right. absolutely. And see, and unfortunately, people don't look at it that way. No, but the bottom fishing has killed this team. These last two years, they have yeah the I, depth. To Mickey's yeah. point, he always talks about depth. Where the Eagles got away with it, they had a fifth round tackle played. You had a third round tackle that wasn't terrible for you until October last year. You know. You had that guy that was able to kind of step in and play for Tyron Smith mm-hmm. until he had an awful game in Atlanta, and now we're all throwing him out with the, the bathwater. And he's got one more year left. Yeah. I need to work with him at tackle. I keep I keep working with him. All right. Well, we're I gonna think so. Yes. Get back to more of but that But you better talk. cover yourself. Sorry. Cover yourself during this break because we have to take our final break here, and Mickey is just dropping the one-liners today. So don't miss it. Final segment coming up right after this. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is Talkin' Cowboys. Do we not have Mick? Mick, where are you? I am here. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Ah, Papa John's it up. Let's go. He's worried that I'm going to take over his advertising spot. Uh, He was. And they're still doing the dual layer pepperoni when you spend $10 on either a deep dish or a regular si- uh, large size pizza. You get two layers of pepperoni. So what could be better than when you have pepperoni that's 100% pork and beef and you double the amount you get? And with ingredients like that and the amount of ingredients, better pizza, it's Papa John's. Man, <laughs> they won't hold you down. That's nope. right. They won't Take over a spot. Down. You had those memorized. Yeah, how about that? I think that? the dead money is for Cedric Thornton. Two point five million. Yeah, how about Nolan Carroll? Two. How about Romo. Eight. Eight point nine. There you go. Thirteen point seven dead money for you this year. That's a lot, Brian. Especially when it's just three guys. <laughs> That's how would you like to just not work and be like, well, they still owe me two mil, so I'm just no, they chill. don't pay. Them. No, it's That's just what cap they've already paid. Yeah, Kevin already someone, paid. yeah, Kevin someone's got eleven million <laughs> oh, bucks Kevin, for Maggie's. Someone. And now he's just going to U of A, going to chill in the Pac-12. He's doing all right. Good for him. Jelly. Yep. All right, our Aggie on set, Rob Phillips. Yeah, I got I threw out a bunch of uh, hey, give us some poll ideas for the off season. We got a bunch of good ones from guys. Are you running shorts? No, I'm just you know I'm, this is the fan show, Mickey. You're letting the people speak. It's their show. Here, Brian gave us a good one. Thank Brian, you. Matthew. The side first. Way to go, Brian. Different Brian. Mickey Always happy to help. Side if he agrees with them, post results. Yes, we'll find out very quickly. Okay. Here. Uh, he came up with this idea about the defense. I'm switching to offense. Where will the offense be ranked in 2018? Because there's so much consternation about this unit. Can they bounce back to where they were a year ago? Four options. One through five, six through 10, 11 through 20, or 21 to 32. Anybody got a thought? I will pick where they left off after eight games last year, and it was number five. I voted on this poll, actually. You did, Brian. And I voted for the first one. One through five. One through five. Wow. Now we. Zeke back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Figure out what's going on at left guard. You know what? Add another runner if you want to. Maybe add another receiver somewhere. I start as tight ends coach. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. You buying that, Tay? Yeah. Okay. One through five. That does not come in first, but not. Not too far away. Six through 10. 49% of the fans believe they'll be a top 10 
offense again next season, followed by 27%, one through five. So, hey, that's some optimism from the fan base. I haven't seen that in the last six weeks. What if, the t- what if they get rid of Des Bryant? It's knowledgeable. What if they do? Well, that's what I said last segment. You got to find a receiver that can yeah, step in and make plays. Yeah, if going to take his place. No, no, that's my if, question. no, no, no. If they would, would, would your opinion change if they move on from Des Bryant? I'm sorry. Maybe I should rephrase the question. Well, I'd have to see what they did to replace him. And if you look at they don't. If you look at the projected list of free agent wide receivers, don't like it. None of them had better numbers than Des. That's true. None of them. None of them. Yep. And we don't know how many of those guys will get re-signed between now and March 14th. And I, I, Brian, I know there's some receivers you like. But, oh, there's some in the draft. But I mean, there it's a, is an yeah. adjustment for rookies coming in. I mean, sure there are. You know, uh, look at Laquan Treadwell. That's there's a perfect example. That is there. David Hellman's albatross. <laughs> he wears that one around his neck. He loved Treadwell. Oh yeah, coming out. Oh yeah. Dave is really a wise guy. I mean, just check his Instagram. Well, <laughs> sometimes with wide receivers, it takes a year or two. Right. But if you're for him, you're it's saying, taking more than two. If you're saying, okay, we're moving on, and this guy's going to come in and catch seventy passes for nine hundred yards and ten touchdowns. That's asking a lot. For That's a asking a, for a rookie. It is absolutely it is. Tay, I did go back and look at the last five years where this offense has been ranked. Scoring and yardage. I didn't specify in the poll. But three of the last five years, they've been a top five scoring offense. 2016, 2014, 2013, they were fifth in scoring. Right around mid-20s, close to 30 points a game. The 2015 year, they dropped to 31st. 17.2 points a game. Didn't have a quarterback that could play consistently. And not not an explosive running game. Zeke comes in, Dak comes in, that changes. Last year, they dipped to 14th, 22.1 points per game. And really what killed them was that three-game stretch when Zeke went out, they didn't get to 10 points. So that, that was it. They didn't adjust well, and that's really where the season was left. At the halfway point, they were averaging 28 points a game. Yeah. Terrell Pryor, Mike Wallace, Sammy Watkins, Eric Decker, Tay, Inman, Taylor Gabriel, uh, Kamar Aiken. Kendall Wright. Stay my beating heart. Who are you? Kendall yeah, Wright. thank you, Kent. These Good are old buddy with uh a... Those are free those are guys that are contracts that they're free agents. That would be your guys for this thing. Prior Wallace Watkins, Decker, Inman, Gabriel, Aiken, Wright, Slater, Andre Robbins, Albert Wilson. That's not good. Yeah. Well, here's the thing though. I mean That's where you need to draft. If you if you're gonna make a move. You better draft. It is a run-first offense, though. You know, you get Zeke for 16 games. He's the foundation of it. But you still got to have guys that can get open and convert third downs and do all that stuff and have a connection with Dak Prescott. Well, just catch the ball. That's easy. Two years ago, they were pretty good at it. Last year, not so much. Yeah, They were one of the best teams in the league when it came to catch-drop ratio. So can somebody unlock that mystery? Huh? O-line, baby. I, I, I think that we've, we've talked about the O-line. But I, they've also had, they also had problems getting open, though. Mm-hmm. They did. They had, they had problems. Let's not, let's not uh, just gloss over that. So. Okay, Sanjay Lau. Get them yeah, no, yeah. And, and that's, they, you know, And you know what? That's fair. That's fair. You know, that, you know if you're, it, hey, I think everybody is on watch. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. There's I really no, don't. There's not one thing about this offense that to blame for everything. I mean, I, you make a great point, Mick, about the offensive line, but there's other. Well, I agree with him that, about that. Yeah, but, but there's but, other factors. Well, I mean, why did it work for eight games? 
suddenly they decided let's not be Dak friendly. It wasn't perfect for eight games. It averaged they had an eight points a game, and they scored okay. at least twenty-eight games, three through eight. Should we get a call on yeah. the show next week? Maybe an O lineman. What O lineman would you like to ask that question to? What? Why did it work for eight games? Because they were healthy. Yeah, and they were on the field. I wonder if they would have a different opinion. On why it worked? Yeah. Or why, yeah, why. Yeah, why. I, you know, I, it's, it's. A, it's a, Tyron was out a few games last year, and I know Chaz Green was better than he was. The Atlanta game, for some reason, took this season in a bad direction for three weeks. And least. I think it gave everybody a blueprint out there that do not. I'm cringing. Do not let Dak Prescott beat you. Don't let him do, outside the pocket. Do yeah. whatever you yeah. have to do to make He's sure he doesn't yeah. beat you without Zeke there. We can take chances. And I think teams did that because they didn't fear that running game. There was no, no one going to run 80 yards for no. a touchdown no. or 15 yards for a touchdown. Rod Smith took an 80-yard pass. Yeah, I know. Okay, one. There's one. One in eight games. Rod Smith isn't a free agent, right? He got another He's year. back. Yeah, He's back. He's back. Yeah. Alfred is. Well, let's see if we can find some answers. Because I think we ask that question a lot. And, you know, we've had different theories. Mike Marshall threw out a theory. And we've all just thrown out our own thoughts. But I'd love to hear it from them. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find it out. But, yes, very, very conclusive stuff here. So you were saying, though, that everybody thinks it's 6 to 10. Yeah. You would take that. I think what, was that in scoring or just average I, yards? I didn't specify. You just said but top to 10. me, okay. how many points you're scoring? That's more important to me than how many yards you pile up. Yeah, defensively, they'll tell you they don't care about the yards. They care uh, about how how much they give up. Yeah, and they got put in some bad spots with some pick sixes that got thrown onto their record last year. Yeah, but I, I, three I, of them, right? Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what. You look at what they did in 2016 offensively: 26.3 per game. Almost 400 yards per game. Yeah, you should figure that 26.3 over 15 games since they didn't really play the last game when they only scored. What did they score? Six. Six points? Yeah. So they were close to 27-something, almost 28, as they were scoring the first eight games of last season. I will I will spot you that, that when Zeke, they got through that Chiefs game, they looked like a dominant offense. That might have been their best win all year. Yeah. I mean, the only games they lost, okay, throw out Denver. They scored 30 points in both of the games they lost. They the were, other two. They were awful they were against five and Chargers, three. weren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was kind of the game that trying to turn things around for the defense, I think. In that three-game stretch, they got outscored 92-22. to 22. <sighs> Is that Not bad? Not fun. That's bad. After averaging 28 points a game. Yeah. Strange lady, this NFL. No, sure is, Rob. Good to have the NFL's defending rushing champ on the field. Well, we have him on the field. But you know, (laughs) Mick, you're not you're not wrong. But fans, and I don't blame them for for they kind of roll their eyes at that now because they watch what Philly did. What did Philly do? They won the Super Bowl without their MVP quarterback. So many games did they have to win without him? Five, six, six? and they hit all all their free agents too. Yeah, they did that too. I'm not Stephen si- Pia was pretty dope. <laughs> they didn't win six. All right. I think he was five. Was he five and one? And going through the playoffs, I think they were. I think he he was out the Rams game. I thought I mean, somebody gave me the date of the Rams. The last three games of the season. No, he missed the. They he lost one game. 
That's all he lost. He only lost one game. I lose enjoyed- to the Rams, or they no. He came in and saved that game. Yeah, they saved the Rams game, but he only he lost one game. The only game they lost was the, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas game. Yeah, I enjoyed- which they punted. The super shady tweet that someone said, like, Nick Foles has won one more playoff games in the past two months than the Cowboys have since 1995. Very oh. nice of you guys yeah, to tweet that at us. Such good. shade. So much shade. It's easy to pile on. It's, it's true. But it's true. It hurts. Yeah. Nick Foles. Yeah, count me in as a guy didn't think he would get it done. I didn't. I was not a Nick Foles fan. I they figured something out in the playoffs, though. You're losing... Okay, you're losing your starting quarterback. You've lost Aaron Sproles. You've lost Jordan Hicks. You lost When they lost Jason Peters, I was like, oop, okay, they're yeah. not even going to have a chance with Carson Wentz the rest of the year. And then they did that. They lose Carson Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's just it's, agonizing. You got to give him credit. But you, gotta, you also, if you're, if you're a fan, you're pissed off, you also have to give credit for Dallas for what they did two years ago, losing what they lost. It didn't, it didn't go their way this year. Foles, That's why they've got to go back to the drawing board. 17 games. Dak Prescott played 17 games. I, I know, and he had a hell of a year. But they got to get back to the drawing board and figure out how to maximize it. You know, what and they were doing. very fortunate to win their first playoff game. By the way, that is true. Balls on the two-yard line. Bad play call there, Steve Sarkisian. And he scored 15 points. But did they, you did you think after no, that game they but were they held they held they Atlanta did? in check? I got you. That's that's got that you. was more impressive to me. And wasn't one of the passes that led to their only touchdown like bounced off someone's knee? They got I, Mick. They got the trophy. I, I mean, understand it's, it's, they have it resides the in Philadelphia. It, it, I it got is. it. Lombardi is resting in Broad Street right now. Somebody sent that the formation they did, the Philly special or whatever, it's actually an illegal formation. Chris, uh, uh, Mike, oh, Mike Pereira came out and said it was. I saw. I went back and looked. Chris, I'll tell you I the first that. person that notified me of that, Christy Scales. Christy Scales came up to me and goes, you, you got the Super Bowl in that box of yours yet? And I'm like, no, ma'am. I, I mean, I looked at it. No, it's not there yet. And she goes, legal formation. Trust me. Illegal. Classic for- this, this is two weeks. This is like after the game. This is like the Monday after the game. She's going, that's an illegal formation. Are you talking about the two-point conversion? No. I'm talking about the, the pass to I mean, Foles. Yeah, the oh, touchdown to Foles. down, I'm yeah. sorry, the touchdown. The, the, the fact that Jeffrey was off the line. The wide receiver yeah. wasn't on the line of yeah. scrimmage. The, I, was, the tackle was uncovered. I read somewhere that they, they check with the official before the play to make sure that they're lined they up. They said right. Jeffrey did, but... Christy Scales was the first one, and, and I know we're showing it right now on our, our, on our screen. I mean, I don't know if he checked or not, but if he checked, then the same official that didn't call it. Here it is right there. You can see it. Right it. Yeah, you can see it right there. See, see the depth of the of, of up at the top? That guy's got to be on yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yeah, the tackle is uncovered in that situation. He's in man line of scrimmage. So that right there is an illegal formation. Christy Scales, <laughs> exactly, came up to me and says, that's illegal formation, boss. Well, at least, guys, we know it was a catch. We do. <laughs> it was a catch. It was a catch. Corey Clement, Zach Ertz, you guys just <laughs> catching it all. Yes. <laughs> if it's a catch for them, it's a catch for 88. That's, that's, that was a prime example of why you should call timeout on defense. When they saw that happen, yeah. and they were going to do the, the Razorback or whatever you want to call it, hike, and, and you saw where the quarterback was. Should have called timeout. Are you questioning the hoodie right now? Yeah, because their linebackers. He did win a Super Bowl with goal line defense, though, one time. Their, 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 their linebackers <laughs> had, if you run the play, the yeah. linebackers had no clue nah, what they was going know. on. Yeah. They weren't prepared for that one. Oh, man. I think I think we should be invited to the league meetings. Don't you think, Mick? Yeah. We know. We, we know what a catch is. Here. 
Y'all come join me and Kent. We'll have some company. You guys can sit in on those. Can you, you raise can, your hand you report and say, back? this is what I think a catch should be? Yeah, sure. You know, it would be interesting, though, Ste Stephen Jones, you talk about that because Rob and I will be at the Combine. Stephen Jones' competition committee, we always talk to him the Tuesday of when they're there meeting. Tell him. Yeah, I'm going to ask him. I mean, that might be the first question right out of the blocks. Yeah. Have you figured out what a catch is yet? Yep. Can you yep. call timeouts on defense for Mick? You know that was a catch. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that, by the way? Who is that, Kentles? I, it was Sean from New York. Nice. <laughs> Boy, Sean. Sean. Oh, here we Shout go. Out. There we go. We were all standing right there. There's Every, one angle of this. Uh, there's me in the blue jacket. Watch, so. I'm standing like, one, two, Dave, three. in a bad outfit. And I'm about to choke Hellman at that point. This is the angle that's that. that's hard to watch because... It's There's, a football his, move. His arm is kind of under the ball at this point. It is it a kind total of football move to get to the goal line. That's just Guys, I don't know if you saw on DallasCowboys.com. See that? We that. had a cow buzz that showed a man in Oklahoma State, I think, Stillwater. Yeah. It was death. Yeah. No, no, no this no, is no. a different guy. That's, oh, it wasn't the obituary There's another guy. <laughs> God, this is the guy great. who decided to put the picture of the catch painted on the back of his truck. Tailgate. Tailgate. Yeah. What Kent just showed you. Is were you convinced watching that that his arm wasn't under the ball when the ball popped up? Like, did the ball really touch the ground? Nope. Standing ten feet from it. Nope. But the, the official standing eight feet in front of me agreed. <laughs> it's like that license plate. That yeah, there you go, right C -O -T. there. There you go. Watch. Eighty-eight caught it, baby. He's down. All right, guys. Well, we have one more show for you guys before the Combine, right? We do. Next week, you are here. Yes. You yes. guys are back in the yeah. building, ready to go before you head up to Indy and say hi to Eberflus for us we and will. the rest mm -hmm. of the crew. So thank you so much for joining today. Thank you, Kent, Mick, Love our new graphics, Rob, by Brian. The way. It all looks That was so pretty sharp. good work there, whoever put that up, Kent or TV or whoever. <laughs> Take go. Thank you. Make I'm not going to let you cut us off. <laughs> Don't ever do that. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. This has been a production Whatever. of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!